It's time to turn the page. Welcome to another episode of Point C. As always, I'm Christopher Cape. Thanks for joining me. And I hope that all of you are feeling connected out there and ready to get this going. Without further ado, welcome to the episode. Hey, welcome to Point C, episode 3, I believe. Oh, jeez, getting up there. So, this episode, there's a couple things I want to address. First of all, if you've made it this far, thank you for giving me a chance to work on my public speaking, or at least my recorded speaking. This is going to be the podcast number three where I don't say um. It's. It, I realize after editing the first two how much I rely on that to get by when I'm thinking about where this is going, where this conversation or this podcast is going. So give me a chance. If I say it more than we'll say three times... I don't know, we'll figure out a punishment, or maybe not a punishment, but something that I'm going to do. I left off last episode, I was at the Civic Museum, and I ended up going back the next day to paint with the painting Greek, and we got rained out, which is okay, it happens as as plein air painters, or when we're painting on plein air, that's the jam, you sort of roll with the punch punches and punches being mother nature and what she has in store it's been really windy every time i've recorded this but that's okay because it feels like the wind brings about change in me and if you listen to the last one and it was just recently then you'll know but if you didn't if it was a while ago or you haven't listened to it essentially what happened what the second podcast point C was about was quantifying quantifying data to make decisions on on art but also it sort of morphed into how I've been quantifying people and situations in my life and using that as a basis to sort of bolster my instinct or my intuition and at the same time using it as the method in which I decide what I'm going to do. There was a group of young teens, well they couldn't have been teens, they must have been They must have been university, maybe. So maybe first-year university. You're still a teenager. And they were smoking the reefer, listening to tunes. And I said I I wanted to give them a a recommendation, which when I turned off the camera, I wish I hadn't because it was such a sweet moment. But when I turned off the camera and I packed up, I I yelled at them. And they were afraid that I was going to give them trouble for smoking weed, I think, or cannabis. And I didn't. I just asked them if they had Spotify, they said Apple Music, and I said, well, have you heard of Collie Buds? And they said no, and I said, well, search Collie Buds, 
And they said, what song should we play? And I said, well, the first one that comes up is Come Around, so play that one. And they played it, and they were, they were losing their mind. I, I walked away while they, were <laughs> while they were absolutely losing their mind. They were like, how is this grandpa knowing what we... Like, these kids were probably easily 25 years younger than me. Easily. I could have definitely been their dad. And they... I mean, that's the great thing about Guelph is you just don't know what you're going to get. People are so into what they're into and so, at least where I've been hanging out and the people I run into, they're so into what they're into that you could talk to somebody who is 15 years old and they give you the sickest music recommendation or somebody who's 46 years old and they give you the sickest music recommendation. And I think that that's probably not just Guelph. That's probably everywhere, depending on how you approach people or where people are at. I've been thinking a lot, maybe a little bit about this location. This is the Grace Church. It's an old school on the road to Marden. I'm not quite sure what road this is. Maybe it's Marden Road off of Highway 6. I was going to go to Martin Pond, but I felt like it was going to go be too busy. But in behind here, there's a, a farmer's field at that tree line. And across, you can look across Highway 6, and six, and there's a unreal barn. It's classic, dilapidated Canadian barn. And I've done some pretty sweet paintings. The moon usually hangs over the barn during twilight, although it's cloudy today, so it's not going to be seen probably and it's a sliver of a crescent moon tonight I believe because I'm recording this maybe two or three days after the last one and forgive me for setting up right in rush hour people are coming home this is the back way that people come back to Guelph I think from Kitchener so anyways quantifying I've been doing a lot of think about, thinking about how, what I, what I use to determine my choices and determine what it is I'm after as far as lifestyle and what I'm going to do. And, and just briefly, I'm gathering data right like I feel like we're always gathering data maybe it's just me whether it's cold out whether it's sunny out how someone speaks to me how they react to my clothing all of these things and it either feeds my happiness or feeds my sadness because this data is coming in and I'm reacting to it. And I, I'm not sure if I like this or not. I'm, I've been sort of debating this in my mind the last 24, 48 hours on whether or not I actually like this. Or if this is a healthy way to be or if this is a very common way to be. I really would love to be 
acting outside of that kind of behavior or that kind of deductive reasoning on whether or not what I'm doing is making sense and just follow my heart. But I wonder even if my heart is... is just pulling from that data anyways from that quantifying my interactions with the world hmm maybe I'll talk a little bit about the paintings that I've done today I, Dick Marvin a great painter from Alora, gave me a, a couple really big cradled panels and it, it felt like such an honor that this this gentleman gave me these panels. I mean, they were high-end panels and they were primed specifically for oil. And I hadn't really painted in oil in a while, so it was almost like he was asking me, hey, guess what, you should probably paint in oil. And these posts are on my Instagram. There was, I took it one humid evening to the Arboretum and did an underdrawing and had an idea. Now, I had been to this spot on the boardwalk in the Arboretum many times. And this one last particular time in the winter, it struck me. Um, as, as the trees, there was these three semi-dead trees in, in amongst the living trees that were that felt like the three fates um oh it is sunny I need to get a, a hat a, a hat on give me one second everybody oh thank you for your patience Okay, that's better. And I took it back and did a, an underpainting outside with really thin cad yellow. And this morning, I had been thinking ever since I had done that cad yellow underpainting over top of the charcoal sketch, I had been thinking what was going to be the next stage. And a couple days, maybe two days ago, it came to me that I wanted to use CAD, CAD green light. It's such a vibrant color. And there was a couple other secret colors in there I'm not going to talk about. But that was the main one that popped into my head. And so this morning I, I put on my favorite uh, or my current favorite house mix on Spotify and started dancing and really approaching this canvas as if we were in the club and the it was just a rhythmic um, movement oriented painting session this morning in the studio and I I really love dancing it's I mean, I feel like a lot of people love dancing. I mean, I have my favorite choreographer and my favorite dancer right now. We're not going to go into that at this moment, but... I 
just the mix was right and the painting it just came together I had been thinking about it and I had done some studies when I was in Stratford in this sketchbook made of stone paper that uh, this lovely woman gave to me and all of these all of these um, things had come together and it's interesting Because when I think back to that session and the feedback that I was getting from the painting this morning on how to move forward, you know, looking at it, looking at its reflection, seeing how it made me feel, if it matched up with where I wanted it to go, all of these things were organically happening. Even the studies that I was doing while I was in Stratford... I wasn't even thinking of this underpainting on this cradled panel. It just so happened that organically I was doing paintings in the vein of this, or I was doing studies in the vein of this painting. And it strikes me that that, for me, that's the sweet spot, being... I believe it's called Wu Wei. The, the Taoist term is Wu Wei where you're not forcing things to happen they just happen which is just such a lovely place to be but the more that I think about it I have to believe that it's always Wu Wei that it's not something that I, I as a painter as a human am falling in and out of this idea of not forcing just going with the flow flowing with the go these things are just happening. They're calculations. Maybe they're, if I think about it, maybe even they're calculations. Maybe subconsciously I had, a, I had a desire and this desire was working subconsciously through through my actions. Oh, that guy is having a fun ride home. A sick-ass bike. Um... I'm working, there's a seed planted, and from that seed, over time, and maybe, you know what, this is maybe the key for me, is that doing anything new, and I feel like this is Book of the Five Rings, um, look, which, look up, it's a short book, it's like 70 pages, um, well worth your read, where over time say when I started painting it was rough I didn't understand what was happening and as I moved forward slogging through I was really just becoming comfortable and setting up a system that was gonna was subconsciously ingrained for example I wanted to we'll say paint buildings well that seed was planted and subconsciously, uh, my body started to work and my mind started to work and, and find things to get me towards that goal. And the, the, more, the, the better I got at painting, the better I got at painting was really just the ease in which I let things happen. I didn't force things to happen. Right, So maybe 
in the first couple years, I might have, okay, I've got to go out every night this week and draw and study these buildings in pencil. Whereas, or, and then maybe research and Google how the architecture was built of these certain type of houses or buildings and so forth and so on. Whereas now I, it doesn't even, the better I get at painting, it just sort of happens where I'm ready at a moment's notice and when it's time, it just happens. The study happens, the painting happens, no force. Wu Wei and that this quantifying of people's behavior because that's the part that really freaked me out when I started to think um, and I'm thinking of a, like friendships and relationships how it, I got freaked out because I thought well am I just like like gathering information and data and deciding whether or not I'm continuing along with this relationship or I'm going to behave a certain way in this relationship because of the past and the the account that I have with this person and whether there's pluses or minuses it's determining how I'm behaving or how I'm acting well when I think about it, yeah, that's, it's like painting, I think. I, I really scared myself, but I think it's more wu-wei than that. And I think I just didn't realize the role that quantifying played in these things, whether it's painting or relationships. And I wonder at if you are feeling that way too. If you feel that if you're in a relationship and and maybe it's only if the relationship is coming to an end or I have to make a decision that's going to drastically change my involvement in a relationship. Whether it's a friendship, a work acquaintance whatever it is whether it's a job and so because oh maybe that's it the importance of the decision is what makes me stop being wu-wei and really check and make sure if what I'm doing is is the correct thing to do I mean it really is, I think, the heaviest in a romantic relationship. And that has to do with my trauma of being uh, afraid of being alone and not being loved. And so at some point, because that is so strong and I'm so willing to do whatever it takes to stay in in a relationship because of that fear of not not being loved or not not being cared for not having somebody to love being alone that I really have to look at the 
data, the quantifiable moments closely and really have to check in with myself. And I think I think about jobs and I think about I think about friendships. Because there are times when, I mean, I've been fired from one job only, and it was the last job I had before I became a painter. In fact, it was the, it was the impetus to get into, to say, listen, this is the universe saying, you need to paint full time. And I'm so grateful that, um, that it's, this wave I've been riding this wave and it's been it's been really really fun and it's been working right by working I mean it's continuing that's really where I'm at and when I did get fired which seems funny to say that I got fired but when I did get fired it wasn't heartbreaking right I had already it was like a wu-wei moment it felt like it was time to go anyways it felt like I wasn't happy being there whereas the last relationship I was in the first couple times that a breakup occurred right I'm it's been pretty rare that I've been in a relationship with somebody romantically where it's ended and then that's it. There's always been a back and forth, um, usually. Well, maybe not usually. Huh, it's not interesting. So it, it really just depends. And I think that if the data is strong enough where it says, listen, you you really don't want to be in this, and then the person ends things, the other person ends things, and the data is already telling me subconsciously, I'm already gathered the data and I'm feeling that way, I'm ready to go. I, it's almost like it's a release for me and that, I don't have to hold on to the trauma and the the pain of being alone or the stuff from being a kid and being afraid of being alone. I hope this is making sense. It's it's kind of clear. I had no idea what I was going to how it was going to move into this conversation. But that really does make sense to me. And I'm not sure if it's because I'm a Gemini and there's two different parts of me. But, hmm, really, it's, it's a moment where, you, where I have an opportunity to not force things. And those moments when I grasp and I cling, whether that's to a, a certain part of a painting or romantic love,
huh it's all just it's all just the way it has to be and I think that hmm It's insane to me how just after three podcasts, I already, just even talking about this stuff and hearing my own voice through the headphones, I how, how readily now I accept, I'm accepting this idea of it is what it is. And if I feel the urge to fight and to cling that's not bad and it's not something that I need to work on it just is and I'm realizing how many times I've looked back on my behavior or how I've behaved how I've acted or things that I've said and I've just ridden myself so hard I've been so hard on myself and I I mean to bring it back to painting I was a I was I was a brush breaker I was a canvas whipper I mean there was a couple years ago where I was at the Arboretum and I like punched my easel so hard it broke the panel in half like the karate kid like the hipster karate kid because I was so hard on myself because it felt like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing and it's interesting, like, I mean, maybe it's the wind right now. I just feel like it's putting me in a place where I can just, it is what it is. And the, and maybe, maybe I'm clinging in the next relationship. Maybe I can just walk away. Maybe the, maybe the next painting is going to flow. Maybe I'm going to whip it across across the field. And it's only now that I'm realizing it's looking back at that, whatever the behavior is, whatever the situation is, and quantifying the behavior looking back. It's not that I find it's you know what it is. It's not that the quantifying for me is bad. It's only when I'm quantifying the past. When I'm in the midst of a decision, quantifying is so important. Whether that's painting, love, occupational, what to eat, it's so important because what it's doing for me is it's giving me concrete data which supports my intuition and my instinct it is part of my intuition and instinct at a deep deep level I think it's such where I get into trouble I think where I was having problems especially in the first podcast was this idea that I would use that mechanism of quantifying and I would look back on things that I felt guilty about or I felt ashamed about whether that's a painting I've ruined, a bad painting I thought was good, a color choice, saying something mean to somebody, whatever it was, I would use that data and then judge 
and then create a level of suffering based on whether that off of that data looking at my past and I'm all for looking at my past whether that's painting or relationships because I think that that's a way where I can see my reaction and know if that's something that I want to continue and where it gets into trouble for me is when is the judgment where the judgment comes in it's interesting I had no idea I had no idea that I've I've been so hard on myself this whole time I mean shit I've been like holding on to, I've been holding on to stuff since since I was a kid the way I used to treat my brother that's fucked up and I'm the way I treated him was mean and I don't want to be that way and so with anybody or whoever ex-girlfriends, friends, my mom, my dad, whoever Hmm, that duck agrees with me thanks buddy huh wow So it's just in the judgment of my of my behavior. Because I only start to feel that tension and stress when I'm judging. When I'm thinking about the past and using it, that quantifiable data, to make the next painting better or to, to make better decisions with color or brush economy or shape control or composition or value. Or making decisions based on how I'm going to show up in a loving, nurturing relationship, that feels healthy, that feels like growth, whereas I get caught up sometimes in, wow, in like the pain and the suffering of basically what an asshole I was or how much of a victim I was. Isn't that interesting, hey? Most tools are the same in that sense. It feels like most of my tools have two sides to them. And I've been hearing, I mean, the Instagram psychotherapy has been a lot about that. Where it's been like... Like this idea of being a people pleaser and really being attuned to what people want and giving them what they want because I want them to like me and I because of the childhood of like not whatever that trauma is can be seen as a bad thing but at the same time it's also made me very intuitive and has allowed me to make some really close and intimate connections with people whether that's long standing or moments in time it's allowed me to become sensitive enough and intimate enough very quickly to to talk to people and to bring the guards down bring people's shields down 
and which is a blessing which is why this can happen I feel like hmm. wow I wasn't going to come out here because it, it was raining on the way out but the wind as you can hear is so 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 intense and so powerful that it's blown the blown the rain clouds away I mean somebody else had the bright idea too this is on the other side of the camera there's a community garden over here and people are out here out here gardening oh. Well, thanks for listening to part two of this one. So I guess point part point C number three. And I hope that was clear to everybody. It it felt really clear to me this idea. It felt really clear to me. Whoa, that wind is powerful. I just almost blew the camera right off the table. that um I hope that this brought you a bit of solace I hope that this made sense to you and you connected with it um, I look forward to talking again to you on uh, episode number four I believe I think once episode number five is recorded I'll start releasing them once a week and I'm really excited um, ooh that was the first one not, not too bad 30 minutes in and only one I think so I I think maybe in a week or two there'll be a series there'll be a month long series of podcasts where, which are from Point Pelee National Park in Canada, I'll be doing an artist residency this month there, and I'm going to do a bunch of podcasts on the beach, in the wetlands, while I'm painting. So that's going to be a lot of fun. The views are going to be really good. If you haven't been to Point Pelee, it's it's fantastic. I've got a, a long history there, which I'll talk about when when I do the podcast, but look forward to that. Those will probably be episodes 5 to 10, I imagine. And hopefully will inspire you to get down south. It's the most southerly tip in Ontario, so it's and it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful down there if you've never been. I think the shots are going to blow you away and I know the paintings are just going to just gonna fall fall right onto the canvas that place is so epic but for now thanks so much for listening I really appreciate it it's been helping me immensely and I hope that this helps you immensely too it it's been a really really informative time for myself and I can't believe 
how far emotionally it feels like I've come just accepting it even after this one it feels so huge this idea of I've been putting myself through the ringer because of quantifying the past to find out whether or not I'm a good or a bad person I'm just a person right and I'm doing I'm doing my best and I think we're all doing our best and that's forever changing that line of what the best is and I'm really gonna make an effort tomorrow to be super gentle with myself and not and just to live in Wu Wei right just not to force things and to let the idea of being in the moment and using quantifying things if I need to quantify them but only in the sense of aiding in my intuition and my heart and my instinct right and not and not quantifying to to judge my behavior so I wish you all good night or good morning where whenever you're listening to this have some snacks hug your friends hug yourself be kind to yourself um, yeah peace <laughs>